welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Mike. Hey. Are you ready to, to be a secret agent? I think that's all we can legally clear. I mean, I don't really care. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are going to be talking about someone who is intermittently important. Karen, Sh- I mean, sorry, Sharon Carter. Ah, <sighs> oh, Sharon Carter. Okay. Sharon Carter, yeah. Sharon Carter. So who is Sharon Carter? Uh, she is, uh, as far as I know, I know... Let me rephrase this. In the in the Marvel movies, she is the niece of Peggy Carter, the original beau of Captain America. Um, I don't know how that has changed over the years since originally he, you know, dethought like pre-Vietnam or post-Vietnam. I don't know. But it, like the the relationship was different, um, I think. But she's related to Peggy Carter and is the now current on and on again, off again boo of Captain America. Now, we're in the Book of the Dead. Oh, is she dead? She dead. We'll get into that later. Like, OMG, her mother and brother are dead? Yeah, like, in 87, she is dead. But here's what she looks like. Oh, Really cool. I love the way she looks. Oh, that is... Great outfit. So describe, please. What's on her shirt? Roses. Oh, roses? Okay, she's wearing these, like, lime green capri pants, almost, uh, with this very pink, maybe lavender blouse, with the sleeves rolled up, with roses on it, but honestly, they look like red golden snitches from Harry Potter. And, I mean, and she's also, you know, blonde and somewhat tall. For for a lady at the time, and actually now, uh, I don't see hair color, Jesse. Okay, well, good for you. So, it turns out her real name is Sharon Carter. <laughs> oh, what a twist! She is also a special field officer of Shield. She's publicly she her identity is publicly known. Mm-hmm. She's a citizen of the United States with no criminal record. Uh, she also went by Agent 13 and 13. Irma Cruel. Uh, Irma Cruel? Well, yeah, except it's K-R-U-H-L. Oh, of course. I mean... We, but I have to say, like, Irma Cruel is a pretty good name if you're yeah. a villain. We also, I mean, it's Marvel. We can't just spell things the way that they're supposed to be spelled. Well, then that's just getting the way. If you spell it the way that it sounds like, then you're just you're just basically saying bad person. <laughs> Irma cruel. Do- doctor, I'm an evil person. Please arrest me. Doctor, we had a baby. We had a baby. Eats a boy. Her relatives is uh, Margaret or Peggy. Is her sister? Oh, Harrison is her father, and Amanda is her mother. Peggy's her sister. Yes. Is this Peggy the second or No, Peggy as in the the Peggy the first. Huh. Peggy, first of her name, Queen of the Andals and the First Men. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got you, okay. Yeah. A group affiliation is Shield. She is based in Shield in New York City. 
And her first appearance was in Tales to Suspense, issue number 75. Uh, March 1966. Fury of the Freak. Or 30 Minutes to Live. And this was during the time when it was an Iron Man, Iron Man and uh, Captain America book. Uh Alternately, Alternately, Iron Man beats up Uatu the Watcher, I guess. Uh, well... No, he, he's literally called the Freak, apparently. But the cover is just... Is it is it good? I don't know. I don't know if good is the right word. I but, mean, do I wish it was uh, the Fury of the Freakazoid? Yes, of course, obviously. But this is what we have. So, Iron Maid is kind of... Is he laying on the ground? Like, getting up from the ground? Or... Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it almost looks like he's doing one of those slide shots where he, like, ran and then tried to slide under to attack, but. Yeah, well, we have the freak <laughs> who is this very tall man who is bald, and then he's, looks like he's grabbing this woman in a very inappropriate place. Um, or she's falling, I'm not sure. I think, I think she's falling. I thought, okay, she's falling. But, oh, I know why. His hand is there so they don't have to draw underwear. Yep. That's why. Okay, but there's a girl, in, uh, there's this woman in a skirt who's, like, falling. She's in all, gr- she's in, like, all green uh-huh. and stuff. And a redhead, of course. And Iron Man's just like, no, stop it. I- it looks like. And, and the cops are just, <clears throat> like, I guess, posturing? Like, they're just kind of sitting there, like, with their guns, being like... We're gonna do something. I love the one in the back who's like, all the other ones have guns drawn, pretty much, uh, and like they're gonna maybe do something. This one in the back is just like reaching for his gun in the most like, all right, I'm here now. It's business like, it, time. Like, okay, so like he looks like he's reaching for the gun and a gun, and the way that you would see it, like a very like like in almost like a cowboy bebop way, like yes. they're about to do something like really cool, but like. No, they have to, like, contort themselves in order to make it look cool. I also love that Marvel's solution for this comic was like, oh, wow, he's, well, he's dropping the lady. Well, we have to draw the hand here, so we don't have to draw underwear and not, let's just draw her from a different angle. Well, I guess you have to see that it's a woman? But we could, like, I don't know, it just seems like they created a problem, and instead of changing it so it wasn't a problem they just were like yeah we'll just put a hand there so no one can see your underwear like oh i also th- i think one of the cops shot the freak in the okay okay i'm getting this now okay so he was holding the lady one of the cops because you see that the the, uh-huh. the smoke shot the freak in the shoulder which is why he's holding it in pain mm-hmm. and he dropped her and Iron Man is just like, no, stop it, still. I like, I just want to point out that we've spent more time discussing the freak in this comic than we have Sharon Carter. Well, I mean, it, That's what's wrong with modern comics journalism, Jesse, is we're spending way too much time talking about the freak when we should be talking about, uh, about Sharon Carter. Like, I, this excuse is- me, women in my comics make it political. And comics yeah. should not have politics. In. I'm just saying, this is what Comics Gate was about: ethics and comics journalism. We need to be talking a lot more about this poor white guy than we do about women. 
I thought I thought I thought Comics Gate was about thinking that black people existing was bad. But uh, it's know. about a lot of things, but mostly okay. ethics and comics journalism. Okay, well, uh, so speaking of uh, someone where her first parents, her last appearance was in Captain America, issue number two twenty seven. In her origin was in Captain America one sixty two. I guess they made it like a little less weird. Oh, by the way, she's single. Okay, good to know. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Good to know. I'm gonna slide into those fictional DMs. Well, also, she's dead. <clears throat> well, or is she? I have a whole th- segment later about that. Oh, so, but so Sharon was the daughter of Harrison and America, uh, uh, not America, Amanda Carter, two wealthy Virginians, and the younger sister of. <clears throat> Peggy Carter, a heroic fighter during World War II. Peggy was idealistically dedicated to ending Nazi oppression, therefore joined the French Resistance while she was a teenager. I think they changed what Peggy Carter's whole deal was. Uh Uh-huh. I always forget what it is, because honestly, I don't like a lot of Captain America comics. (laughs) So Sure. I'll look into her a little bit later. She proved uh, to be resilient and highly capable agent of the resistance and served on several resistance operations aside uh, Captain America. Carter and Captain America fell in love with each other and had to part when Captain America went on other assignments. Carter was assigned by the Gestapo. Was captured, sorry, not assigned. Whoa, I almost made her the bad guy. She was captured by the Gestapo and was held captive in Paris and was held and was liberated by the Allies. However, uh, a shell exploded near her during battle that uh, during the battle that freed the city, uh, and the shock gave her amnesia. Hence, she and Captain America did not meet again during the war. <laughs> Moreover, Captain America only knew of her co- code name and not her true identity. I have problems with this relationship. Are we still talking about Peggy Carter? We're talking about Peggy Carter. I don't we care. Have to- I don't want to talk about. I'm talking talk about Sharon Carter. Well, guess what? Sometimes you have entries that are about completely different people. Oh, I know. I've been I've been here for those. I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about a Carter, let's talk about the Carter. That's the entry, not her more successful, glamorous sister who got Gestapo amnesia. Like <laughs> Gestapo amnesia is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but if it didn't happen to Sharon Carter, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm surprised that's not like the name. I'm surprised that's like not the name of like a uh, a leftist punk group talking about how uh, how like immigration officers are the new Gestapo. Well, which all, they are. All of the leftists who listen to this podcast start your bands. I know. We need more leftist punk groups. Um. <laughs> Just in general, we just need more leftists. Let's let me cut that off. We need more leftists because the because the liberals and the white winger, right wingers are destroying America, turning into a fascist state. Okay. Um, Peggy Carter didn't get amnesia for this country to be in the state it's in. I know. Carter was <laughs> found identif- and identified by resistance colleagues and sent home to her parents in Virginia, where she. 
began to recover from amnesia, but was suffering from mental and emotional distress. It kept calling for Captain America, but the daily, but then the Daily Bugle reported the rumor that Captain America apparently was killed just before the end of the war in Europe. And by the way, uh, originally, apparently he f- he started freezing to death in the English Channel and not the North Pole, like it was retconned. Hmm. Which I thought would be like it'd be way better if he was at least in the Arctic Circle or close to it. Yeah, like north of England. I mean, of the UK at least. Not towards the south of it. Carter's doctor told her that she would never see Captain America again, and the shock of this... Okay, <laughs> What was that his job? What was that his job? <laughs> hey, I know that I'm uh, your doctor, and I'm here to make you feel better, but also the person that you've been wanting to see this entire time, you'll never see them again. Also, um, also your dog died, and... Yeah. Uh, your parents told them that they adopted you and never really loved you. They were just using you for the money. Well, looks, looking here at your chart, your blood pressure is good. Your pulse is good. Uh, you're never going to see Captain America again. Also, I think we should probably search on some vitamin C supplements. Like So, uh, the shock of the news caused her to become highly withdrawn, refusing to speak or dressing in the morning. In mo- Sorry, not in the morning. In morning. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say in the morning. I mean, they spelled that wrong. They put the U in there. No, I just misspelled it. Uh, believing that any additional shock, even a happy one, might make her incredibly insane, mm-hmm. her doctors did not tell her about the later reappearance of Captain America, which she just didn't know about. That thing oh. that's not going to be across the news everywhere. So, actually, the, th- <laughs> the three other men took the role of Captain America before the original Captain America, who who got into suspended animation, yes. finally revived in the recent years. So, there was the like the school teacher who ended up going insane. I don't remember his name. Uh, Steve Rogers. That's right. He was Steve Rogers, wasn't he? Yep. Uh, there is also the spirit of 76 and Patriot. Wasn't one of them like Isaiah Bradley? Was that the name? No, Isaiah Bradley was the person they, the only successful test they did before injecting. Calendar. Correct. And he was an African-American yes. person, correct? That was the, because yes. that was like the, I'll say retcon, but like retcon dark secret was that they were testing these on African-American people because of racism. Correct. Yeah, and he was the only one, and I was also never given any, never given any like special compensation from or anything. Mm-hmm. But read Red, White, and Black. It's like really good. It's everyone should read it. But yeah, and you also had another one uh, who became the Grand Director. <laughs> um, who it was basically a neo-Nazi later. I so. mean, so was Captain America technically with Secret Empire. Well, if you, re- I mean, technically the one that became a. Uh, I know, it's a, a whole Nazi alternate cap. universe weird. No, no, it wasn't an alternate universe thing. It was more of a. The, the Cosmic one that, Cube bullshit. Uh, Peggy Carter told her younger sister, Sharon, many stories about Captain America as Sharon grew up. Inspired by these tales of heroism and by her sister's own exploit during World War II, um, Sharon decided to become an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Um, on her first uh, major assignment, she was given the code name Agent 13 and, uh, and was chosen to pick up a cylinder containing a powerful explosive containing Inferno 42 from a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who had stolen from them, the government body, the, the governing body of the subversive organization HYDRA. Uh, by coincidence, Captain America and his secret identity of Steve Rogers saw Sharon Carter on her way to receive the cylinder and was struck by her closest resemblance to uh, to her sister Peggy. However, Rogers had no idea who Sharon Carter was. So, did he was just like, damn, that woman looks a lot like that one woman that I liked a lot. I mean... Listen, I'm going to give Cap a pass on this because half of Claremont's X-Men run was pretty much based on this. This premise with Madeline Pryor. So like, but, well, well, Cyclops <clears throat> is also the worst. So I, I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm not going to really give Cap too much shit about it just because this was like a theme at the time of the male leads seeing women who looked a lot like their exes and just falling immediately in love with them. Yeah, I guess. It's a little bit better than what they what they did in the movie, which has made him fall in love with the like granddaughter of I here's two I'm gonna say two sentences that seem counterintuitive to each other. One, I love movie Sharon Carter. She's great. Two, it is too messy, and she also ruined my favorite Captain America quote of all time at Peggy's funeral in Civil War. Yes. Well, but I love her. She's great. Like, she's a great character. Just the whole weird thing with Cap, because she never came back. She was never a big enough character for any of it to actually be, like, anything but creepy. Soon after, Sharon Carter was attacked by the costume mercenary Jorge Batroc. <gasps> Batroc uh, the Leaper. Who was hired by them to, dis- to recover the cylinder. As Captain America's... the. Uh, as Captain America, Rogers came to her assistance, and he and Batroc battled each other. Carter made off with the cylinder, unaware that its ca- casing has been damaged, activating the explosive within. Learning from Batroc that she was a-, a shield agent, Captain America went to it went to pursue her, succeeding in saving her life and preventing them from using the explosive. Cap and Sharon, whom he know, who he only knew as Agent Thirteen, met again during uh during a later encounter with Batroc. S- soon after, Karen infiltrated the subversive age uh, organization AIM, but was taken captive when it was revealed that when it was revealed that she was a double agent. Uh, Captain America went to rescue her. They escaped AIM's submarine lab uh, headquarters together. So, I mean, that's a really aim thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I would do if I was Captain America and I was, like, really into this person? <laughs> I'd just be like, hey, Batroc, you're a mercenary, right? Just show up places. Maybe I'll get to see Agent 13 again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to fight me, like, for real, like, I'll, I'm okay with that. But, like, you know, show up. Maybe I could see Agent 13. You know, that's great. <laughs> I feel like that's the superhero equivalent of like let's pretend to date ha 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 
Like, I hired a supervillain to show, so maybe we'd run into each other. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. But really. I mean, unless. Yeah, unless. <laughs> we could we could put our Minecraft best next to each other. JJ. <laughs> unless. <laughs> uh, so, they work together again, and she impersonated the spy name. I'm uh, Irma Cruel in order to infiltrate uh, the organization of a man impersonating the late Heinrich Zemo. Soon afterwards, after the feat of the Red Skull's fourth sleeper bot, <laughs> Karen was allowed by S.H.I.E.L.D. to reveal the true identity to Captain America. Sharon became both Captain America's lover and his ally on the many subsequent uh, missions. She was also one of the principal members of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s so-called Femme Force, an all-female <laughs> squad of commandos. You know, I'm gonna... It's one of those things I mean, where I'm just like, you tried, you tried really hard, and I gotta, like, put, you know, pat you on the back for that, but at the same time, it does look great. I mean, they could have called them hercenaries. Yeah, they could have. At least, like, Femme Fatales or something would have been, like, it would have been, like, That's a cooler true. name. But, like, you know, it's a, a group of commandos that all women is just, like, going in and, like, you know, murdering people. You know? That would have been better. So, Captain America eventually learned that uh, Carter's sister, Peggy, was a woman he fell in love with during World War II. After being reunited with Captain America, Peggy made a complete recovery. Although she did not... <laughs> renew her romantic relationship with him, she joined S.H.I.E.L.D. herself. In what proved to be a final mission, Sharon Carter was assigned to be S.H.I.E.L.D.'s liaison to the New York City Police Department, while both organizations investigated the first of group called the National Force, which, secret which secretly con was controlled by the criminal uh, psychologist known as Dr. Fa Faustus. And I don't know if I'm going to be talking about Dr. Faustus in this or not. I know I talked about him briefly in another person's thing. Carter fell under his influence, so under the influence of the mind influencing gas during a national force rally in Central Park, causing her to lose uh, free will and to become irrationally violent. Uh, Carter was abducted by National Force Grand Director, who was actually the fourth Captain America, who made and made to join the National Force and marching on New York City's Harlem area to burn it down. That's all fine. Carter was still under influences of the gas control and was made to wear a National Force uniform as a mean in a means of self-incineration in events uh, of the uh, capture. Basically, uh, if sh like the National Force costumes, they had a way to incinerate the people inside if they were captured. Uh, when the National Guard arrived to intervene in a battle between the National Force and, uh, and the Harlem area criminals, the mesmerized Carter, in accordance with the orders given by Faustus, activated the self-destruct device in her costume and was incinerated. Later, the original Captain America horrified witnessed her demise on a videotape in the battle of in the videotape of the Battle of Harlem. Huh. So, kind of tragic, really. 
Yeah. Like, like, you know, she was, she just got, like, it's one of the few people who, like, got mind-controlled who actually, like, died because of it. Most of the time people get mind-controlled and, like, they, they're they able to fight it because of friendship? Friendship, love, uh, one of the two. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. The Phoenix yeah. Force. Yeah, but she, uh, she did stuff for her country. Probably some <laughs> war crimes. Um, and, uh, that she died, uh, looking like a Nazi. I mean, how we say, all, though, to be fair? And, and when I say dying looking like a Nazi, I mean, literally, dying looking like a Nazi. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot, actually. Yeah, there's a picture of Sharon in a all-white uniform with a swastika armband on fire. So, so yeah, uh, she is 5'8", weighs 135, has blue eyes, blonde hair. She did a lot of intense exercise, no superhuman powers, and she is a super agent, so basically all the things that come with being a super agent. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of her? I mean, I don't. Like, it, she feels like the character who you would kind of follow the story of for a couple of seasons, and like a show. But then when she dies, like, her presence aren't is not felt anymore at all. And it's not bad because of it. Like, I'll, I'll use, um, I don't know. She's that character who they're trying to make you feel like it has chemistry with the main character for a love interest when we're in reality everybody already wants like ships everybody else except for her like they're just trying to push her like oh it's a carter oh it's the sister oh they're in love and like nobody actually cares but the comics really are trying to continue to make you care yeah that's what it feels like but yeah so i only have one more question to ask you are they still dead? Is she still dead? No. You're right. Okay, so uh she was so she was brought back multiple times. It turns out for so um it turns out that uh it appeared that she died. But Nick Fury and her had, like, a backup plan in case that she was stuck behind enemy lines Mm -hmm. in a situation, like, uh, which she was in when she had to set it up. So she appeared to have died. But what happened was she, after she set herself on fire, uh, basically, uh, she wasn't on fire. and She went through, like, a portal in a safe house. Mm -hmm. To Tahiti. But well, no, too. That came through the war, World War II era and confronted Nick Fury for some reason. Sure. And then during the nineties, uh, she was involved during the Heroes Reborn uh, era thing, where um, basically like all the major heroes were put into a different universe made by Franklin Richards after Onslaught. And she was right next to Captain America when she died. When he mm-hmm. died. And she's just kind of. This is post Civil War, right? This is yeah, post Civil War. 
<laughs> and then she uh she sacrificed herself, quote unquote, uh to save to save Captain America uh after hmm. he was after he was uh sent to Dimension X and he got the he got the um super soldier serum sucked out of him and he was old man yeah. uh, Rogers for a little bit. Uh but it turns out she didn't die, she was in Dimension X. I remember I, I started trying to read Captain America about this time. Um and it got very weird where he was like raising a kid in Dimension X or something and that that was like a really good that was like a really good like run of of Captain America. Uh which they kind of I wish they kept uh Rogers like old. I wish they kept it because like that would have been the best way to have him still in the comics while allowing like another representation of America, I guess, mm-hmm. to go forward. But you know, it didn't happen, obviously. But Tanahasi yeah. Coates is currently writing Captain America and he's doing like really interesting things with the character. Cool. Like he like he almost makes what he almost makes some of the stuff that happened in Secret Invasion like better. How through the hmm. writing, through his writing, which is always good. Cool, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're pretty much done. So yeah, what, uh, what do you have to plug? Yeah, I just want to plug uh, my older brother who was also in love with Captain America, and now, uh, uh, now I have two podcasts. Uh, one is the Equalizers, where me and my co-host Madison Jones uh, we take movies that never got a sequel or a prequel, and we give them to them. Um, we have had Jesse on before for Troll in Central Park 2, uh, yeah. which is one of our more interesting episodes because you did come on with the first uh, act and the third act and then asked us to help you come up with the middle act. <laughs> um, we've have so you can find us anywhere online for that where podcasts are found by searching equalizers uh, and we spelled E Q U E L I Z E R S like in sequel. Uh, currently, we're on a bit of a hiatus uh, because I've been moving cities and jobs uh, more frequently than I thought I would. So I haven't been able to get our feet back under us yet. But um, currently, our most recent episode is The Avengers, where I took, I think it was 24 of the sequels we made, and I forged them into a shared cinematic universe. Um, and I had a pretty good time doing it, but it's kind of buck wild. And uh, yeah. I have another podcast called Studying Granada, where me and my co-host Jackson Eflin uh, watch the 1980s Granada series of the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, and we read the stories and we talk about it. Uh, Jesse, by the time this is coming out, the, that episode won't have dropped because, again, based on my wild life choices, I haven't been able to get some episodes edited yet, but uh, Jesse will be on an upcoming episode called The Man with the Twisted Lip. And let me tell you, there's a lot of talk of how, like, you can centrally, like, massage the water out of a sponge. I uh, I will say that <laughs> that um, I recorded, we started the episode recording, we talked for an hour, I had to leave, Jackson continued the conversation with uh, Jesse and our other guest, Maya, for another hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had finished, I had to leave to go eat, and I... Uh, 
about an hour later, I looked at my phone and Jackson had messaged me, we just finished in all caps. So <laughs> we uh we had a whole segment with like, let's talk about the gay stuff. Um pretty much. It's good. It's great. Well, uh so my name is Jesse. I'm another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids and somewhat lure detail. I also have another podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited mostly limited marvel series issue by issue with my friend rob um and if you want to see pictures of the people we're talking about you can go to uh at alphabet flight on twitter and instagram and you want to be looking at this one because sharon looks pretty cool i would look look at i would say like yo that's one cool lady and then realize <laughs> that she was about to get into a, a outfit that makes her look like a Nazi and be like, I don't think that's a cool lady anymore. And then just get on with my life. Man, nickel for every time that's happened to me. I know. But uh yeah, this has been this has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is served. Bye. Hey, wait, wait.